Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in Him. I've got my cup of coffee, my Javalia coffee this morning. I hope you are doing great wherever you are listening from and enjoying a cup as well. This is a podcast where we celebrate the freedom that we already have in Jesus Christ, and then we talk about how that impacts every area of our lives and how we can live from the freedom that He has already provided. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. I want to, uh, over the next uh, several episodes, I want to do a deeper dive into uh, the new heart. What I mean by that, the new heart of a Christian. Uh, This is so vitally important, something that I didn't know uh, at some point in my life, my Christian walk, how good and how new uh, and how restored my heart was in Jesus, and how freeing this message is. But how oftentimes we hear other messages, or how oftentimes we we don't hear this truth. And I want us to talk about this because I honestly can't think of a more freeing message for the believer to know that he has a new heart, that his heart is new, that his heart is good, that his heart wants what God wants. Uh, especially when dealing with fleshly behaviors, especially with dealing with maybe sexually compulsive behaviors, or pornography or, or lust or whatever that may be, to know that his heart is good, that he desires what God desires, that he wants what God wants, and that he actually doesn't want that, because there was so much a part of my life that I just thought that was who I was, that was what I wanted. And so I want to start off kind of with some of the confusing messages. And I, again, as I've told you on this podcast before, don't take my word for it. I'm going to use some scripture, but I would, would encourage you to engage the Lord with this because anytime you're listening to a teacher or a podcast or a pastor, uh, especially on these religious matters, I would go to the source, go to, first of all, the source, which is Christ in you, engage God with this, uh, and then also go to the Word of God. Okay, the Word of God to, to reveal, because God can bring you to a deeper awareness of your new heart, which is what the purpose of this is going to be, and that can set you free. And remember, the, and you will know the truth, which is Jesus, and the truth will set you free. Okay, so I want you to think about this from, a, from our heart being the spiritual core of who we are. It's where, it's where and we're going to talk about this, it's, it's where... Um, your new identity rests. It's where your new heart rests. It's where the Holy Spirit and your spirit are joined together in this beautiful union. It's the core of who you are, where your true desires, your deepest core longings and desires and and passions and everything uh, live and exist. And so I want you to think about that when you think of heart. It's the spiritual core of who you are. So here's what gets us confused. This is I'm gonna I'm gonna start off by saying some of the messaging that confuses us that we hear out there but I again I want you to 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 go to the spirit of God on this don't just take my word for it but also as you're now listening to other people that are talking and are sharing that are giving you messages maybe even in dealing with your own sin struggles uh, is what they're saying actually true because I want to know the, the reason why I started this podcast was that God was revealing some things in me that were setting me free and these were ever-present realities. They were descriptions of who I was in Him, and I, uh, he, he gave me this message to want to share it with other people that had been living in this religious 
these religious expectations and rules and the, this kind, the, the messaging, and was it actually true? And is it actually true? And so, so here's some of the messaging. Uh, what we hear or, or questions, and we may hear this in church. We may hear, you know, and we, and we also can read in scripture. And I want to make sure that I'm, I'm, we're we're developing context here with with, with with scripture. And so we may hear uh, things like "Your heart is wicked. Your heart is dirty." Uh, we get we get that in uh, in Jeremiah when, when we read in the Old Testament. Here's where scripture says, "Your your heart is deceitful and wicked above all things." Okay, uh, we hear things like we need to we need to purify our, purify our hearts, make us clean. God creating us a clean heart, which David said in 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 the Psalms, right? And if you read through the Psalms, you're going to hear that theme throughout a lot of the Psalms is this: purify my heart, clean my heart, all this kind of stuff. Okay, um, how many how many times though have we heard this? Where part of us is is maybe good, part of us is good, part of us is not good. We've got a We've got a something new has happened, but yet there's still something wicked. Uh, we're, we're we're confused. A half of a half of our heart maybe is good, but the other half is bad, or maybe it's half bad. Maybe it's part of you is darkness and part of you is light. Part of you has a has a new nature. Part of you has an old nature. Part of you is a new man. Part of you is the old man. We get this confused. If you were to ask probably ten different Christians what this means about the two natures, two selves, good heart, bad heart, you'd probably get, and the condition of their heart, you'd probably get wildly varying views. Um, some some would probably say wicked. They've heard that over and over. I've got a wicked heart, so it's up to me to, to clean my heart out. Uh, well, they, and some may say, well, I've got a corrupt and a deceitful heart, or my heart has been hardened. Okay. And what I want to want us to embrace, and I want I want us to get to this place, is that none of those things are true for the Christian, for the believer in Jesus. Something has radically happened. There has been a heart surgery, if you if you will. There has been something that's been exchanged at salvation, and and that you actually have a new heart, a perfect heart, one heart, an obedient heart. I can't think of a greater message and a more freeing message. This is not to under undervalue or underestimate sin in our lives, but Jesus has taken care of the sin problem, the sin nature, the sin at the heart of the matter. He has come in and cleaned house and moved in and lives in our heart. Isn't that what we were told as kids? That we need to invite Jesus into our heart. Jesus isn't going to live in dirty and wicked places. This is what we get, though. We get answers all over the place. And we even read David talking about creating me a clean heart. Remember, David and these verses in Jeremiah and the verses in Ezekiel are talking about the old covenant. A lot of this is old covenant, okay? David was a Jew. Those that he's referring to in Jeremiah were Jews, okay? They were under the old covenant law of Moses, okay? Uh, they, they, they were... Their righteousness, if you will, was by faith, but it was in works. It was in the law. It was not something radical had to happen to the core of their being. They didn't have the Holy Spirit in them. They did not have a new heart. They did not have, they, they still, and, and they still um, according to Scripture, they, they were, their spiritual life was based on faith, just like ours is. But there wasn't something that had been radically done to the core of them. 
Okay, they were still under old covenant, but something happened when Jesus arrives. Jesus brings us something new and puts something old aside. This is so important. How what God actually says about who you are, it can radically change how you see yourself, see God, dealing with fleshly behaviors, temptations. This is I I, I again I can't think of a more um, freeing truth that we or actually even exciting promise or hope for those dealing with or trapped in a stronghold of sexual struggles or compulsions is the idea of this new covenant what has been brought in the old has been put aside the old way okay has been put aside and so we hear these same messages and you may have heard this and i want to ask i want to ask not that you believe me but that you engage God with this. You may be saying, well, I've been struggling with, with this for so long. I've just bought into that lie that there's something wrong with me. I, a part of me is still dirty. A part of me is still rotten. A part of me is still hardened toward God. A part of me is, 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 is wicked. A part of me is deceitful. And then, yeah, maybe there's a part of me that, 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 that isn't, but I still don't really truly believe. Again, engage God with this. Go to the Lord with this, because uh, it's not really hard to see how we become confused. The messages are, are over. You, you pick up a lot of Christian material. You go to churches, maybe even some worship music. And the messages, messages are, you're dirty, you're wicked, you're deceitful, you're distant. Uh, because of your sin, you're, you're, you're out of fellowship with God. Because you've you've done that, you've gone this way. You've fallen out of God's will for your life. Your heart is you. You need to purify your heart. You need to get your heart right before God. And then you're offered all these ways of how to fix it, how to create your almost like creating in yourself a, a clean heart. And you're told about how to all the things you're supposed to read and all the things you're supposed to do and the exhortations on how to think right and act right and do right and and yet. What if you're already right with God right now? What if your heart is already brand new? We're supposed to move into this freeing truth of here's what God has already done for you. Now let's live from the new heart that you can you actually trust that God has done something radical in you at salvation. There is something. And then you're told, well, maybe your heart's prone to wander and you, you know, you you think about what well David, again, like we talked about, creating me a clean heart. And and yet when we look at the New Testament and some of what Paul wrote and Peter wrote and James wrote or John wrote, they don't seem to be concerned about getting our hearts clean or cleaning our hearts up or anything about wicked hearts or deceitful hearts. So do we enjoy something better as a new covenant believer that even David had, that he had an unregenerative heart still? Now, is he in heaven? Absolutely. He lived by faith. He was described as a man after God's own heart. But we have a new heart in us. So pre-salvation, absolutely, our hearts were not new. Salvation did something. There was a radical heart surgery, and I'm going to talk about that here toward the end. But we enjoy something better than David experienced long ago. God transformed us at the core. The gospel, Most of the gospel message that we hear is, is for forgiveness of sin and heaven, which are absolutely great news. Uh, they're absolutely good news, but there's even something more. And I think there's there's reality of what we're preached about a lot of times is to get 
is to deal with forgiveness so that we can go to heaven someday, get forgiveness for our sins, but it doesn't deal anything with the life that we have now. The good news of the gospel is better than you can even imagine. It's great news. That not only do you have forgiveness of sin, yes, absolutely, that's 100% true. All sexual sin, all any kind of sin. Okay, With God, there's no levels of sin. Sin is sin. It separated you from God before salvation. That's been taken care of on the cross. And you now have a new eternity, eternal place in heaven with Jesus someday. Okay, that is, that is absolutely true, but, th- but there's more to the gospel. The gospel is that there's something radical that happened to you inside of you. You just didn't get your debt canceled. And God's this, God's this heavenly banker, and then he's also your heavenly travel agent where you get to go to heaven someday. There is new life in you now. There's a new heart in you now. God transformed you at the core. There's, there's, there's something that's been done now. And your heart is good. Can you believe that? brother and sister in Christ. You, that's what's most true about you. I know what you've been told, that you're dirty, that you're rotten. And again, we focus on the behavior. I know you haven't always acted out of your out of your new heart. I know you all, most of the time haven't felt it. I know in, in, in your behavior and in your actions and some of those kind of things, you haven't demonstrated that. Absolutely. Either have I. But again, we're talking about identity. We're talking about the core of who you are, your new birth in Jesus. You've been born again with a new heart. We experience something greater than any of that in the Old Testament. And there's going to be something that was foretold to us. The cross and resurrection make a difference. We have something better than David had. And then we get these contradictions of, well, I'm just a dirty sinner and I have a wandering heart and I'm just wandering away from God. And and we we get this mentality then that we can't trust our hearts, that our hearts aren't trustworthy because if they're half good and half bad or if they're wicked and deceitful, well, I can't trust my heart. I can't live from from the heart. We're told to examine our hearts. We're told to test our hearts. All of these things, again, that we read in Old Testament scripture and some in the Psalms, and yet... Why would we want to test a new heart that God's already put in? It's like God's still trying to clean up something inside of us when he's already cleaned house and moved in and done a radical heart surgery in us. So we get this, we get into this, this, we get in, we get stuck because we're analyzing what's wrong. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? And yet we're trying to get it right. And yet what if we are right right now? What if the new heart has already come? And here's where I want to start with this. Um, this is this is pre-salvation, absolutely. Pre-salvation, the unbeliever has an unregenerative heart. They are dead, as Romans 6 would talk about. I'm going to read it here in a minute. Uh, they are dead in their sin. They're separated from God. Uh, and they're spiritually dead. They may not know that. They may not realize that. That was everybody. We, we inherited this spiritual unregenerative heart, this dead heart, if you will, uh, from Adam. We inherited that. Every person inherited that that's been born. Whether we, whether we know that or not, whether an unbeliever knows that or realizes that, we, that's, that was us. Uh, and that's what Jeremiah is talking about, those scriptures. That's, that's an unbeliever. That's someone who was before Christ. And then Ezekiel goes on, but we don't read the rest of it because in Ezekiel it talks about that too. But then it goes on to say this, and this is Ezekiel 36, 26, and 27. 
I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart, and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees. Notice a few incredible things here. Okay, okay. first of all, before Christ, absolutely. Before Christ, uh, we were separated from God. We were spiritually dead. We had, as, as Ezekiel says, we had the stony, stubborn heart. Okay, that was us. Okay, but guess what? You go, you under, at salvation, you went under a heart surgery. You didn't know it, maybe, but you did. <laughs> you, your old, stony, stubborn heart was crucified, as Galatians 2.20 says, it was crucified with Jesus was nailed to the cross, your old identity, the old man, the old stubborn heart. And guess what? You were given a tender, responsive, new heart. That's right. The old heart that was lustful, heart, unrepentant, that is actually gone. It's not even a part of you. You're not half and half. You're not 75-25. You're not 90-10. You're not 99 one. It's 100% new. You don't have that old, stubborn, stony heart anymore. You don't have it. Now, the wicked heart absolutely is certainly talked about in the Bible, but it's also clear that that is not you, Christian, anymore. It was you before Jesus, but it's been surgically, it's been spiritually, surgically removed and replaced with a brand new heart. That's what Ezekiel, that's what salvation accomplished. That's what Ezekiel's telling us here. But notice something else that he says here. He uses spirit, the word spirit twice. He he says, "I will give you a new tender. I will give you. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit, small s, in you." Okay, guess what? You not only did he take out the old spirit, the old unregenerative heart, and put in a new heart, but you get a new spirit. This is not capitalized. This is because this is, does not refer to the Holy Spirit. It refers to your new human spirit that you now have. What is your human spirit? Again, as I said earlier, it's the it's your spiritual core. It's the place where your spiritual heart resides. It's the core of who you are. It's your identity in Christ. This is where your passions, your desires, all of this has now been made new. There's a new spirit in you. And as he says later on then, and I will put my spirit in you. So you have the new spirit, little s, your spirit, which is your spiritual core, the place where where your passions and desires, and you don't really want to sin. We're going to talk about that more later, but the core of who you are, there's been a complete transformation of who you are at the core of your being. You had an old human spirit, and that was dead to God. It was alive to sin. Now you have a new human spirit that, guess what, is dead to sin and alive to God. This is where Romans 6 comes in so huge. It says here, for we know that our old self, we can put, also put in their old heart or old human spirit, and the old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Did you hear this? You're no longer a slave to sin because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Okay, and then he goes in, and in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. 
And then later on, this is where it really gets good in verse in chapter 6, verse 17. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. You have been set free from sin and become slaves to righteousness. And another version of that will say, you have obeyed from the heart. Guess what? You have an obedient heart, Christian. You want what God wants before you didn't. But he says, you used to be slaves to sin. Guess what? Now you're slaves to righteousness. I cannot think of a more freeing, transformational message that we need. I know you've been told what you've been told. I know it's been said to you and, and, and it's, it's there, but the heart, the spiritual core needs to go to renew our minds. We oftentimes think we need to learn more and we need to, it needs to go from our head to our heart. No, it needs to go from our heart to our head. That's what God's renewing in our minds is what we already have in Jesus. Because we're told, well, I'm supposed to live righteous, but my heart doesn't really want to. No, guess what it says right here? You are wholeheartedly obedient from the heart because you've trusted that that happened to you. You've become obedient. That's your identity. It's not in your behavior and your because none of us are going to get that all right this side of heaven. None of us are going to totally live righteously all the time. We're not going to feel it. We're not going to act on it all the time. But this is the transformation. It's always an inside out, not an outside in. We don't have to live righteous because, and we think that our heart doesn't really want to and that we're just going to go, it, it, no, I'm, I'm now, I've been made the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm no longer disobedient from the heart. I'm actually been made obedient from the heart. I would encourage you to go to these scriptures in Romans 6 and Ezekiel 36. Because at salvation, there was a heart surgery that took place. And now you have a new human spirit that is now dead to sin, as Romans says there. It's so important and alive to God. And you have the Holy Spirit in you, joined to you, in union with you, his spirit, your spirit, joined together. What a message of freedom that is. And we 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 think that we think that these messages here that we we used to be a sin, you know, we, we used to be a sinner by nature. That was our identity, but now by this new birth, the core of your being was uh it was ripped out, it was crucified with Christ, where Galatians 2.20 comes in. The old man is gone. The old heart is gone. You are not defined by your sin nature anymore. You have a new heart. You, the, Most of the gospel is talking about how Jesus died for you, for forgiveness, and you get to go to heaven someday. But guess what? You died with Jesus. Spiritually, your old sinful nature, your old unregenerated heart, the old human spirit was nailed to the cross at salvation with Jesus. And guess what? You received all oh, of this is by a gift, nothing that you did, all of it. You received a brand new human spirit, his Holy Spirit living in you, a new heart, a new human spirit, and him joined to you. That's who you are, Christian. You have now become the righteousness of God, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. A metamorphosis has happened. I've used this example before, the caterpillar turning into the butterfly. That metamorphosis has happened. The butterfly is not saying, oh boy, I'm still worried about the caterpillar. The cat, I, I want to go back and be a cat. No, you're, you're the butterfly, Christian. You've been made new. The caterpillar is gone. 
You're meant to fly. You're meant to live in Jesus. You're free. You're freer than you know. You know, there's something that Paul says earlier in Romans 6, and I think this is where I'm going to end with today because I want to go through this a little bit more. But early on in Romans 6, he, he says something to the effect of, you know, do you not know? There's this, and so there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a reality is that as Christians, we, there's something we don't know. We have it, but we don't know we have it. Our heart's been made new. We've been told it's not. Uh, our hearts have been made uh, complete in Jesus. Our hearts have been made obedient in Jesus. We've been told something different, but we may not know it. And Paul says that, do you not know? So apparently there's something that is true of you that can be true of you, which was true of me since I was seven years old and I trusted Christ for salvation, but I didn't know about it. And so then I spent the next 30 years trying to live up to something that I already had. Something dramatic has happened to you, Christian, and you may not even realize it. And God wants to spend the rest of (laughs) this life that you have here on earth renewing your mind to the truth of what he has already accomplished. Christ has now made it possible that you went under this radical surgery, this heart surgery at the core of your being, that, that salvation doesn't just merely mean that Jesus died for your sins and you get to go to heaven someday. Galatians 2.20 says that you've been crucified with Christ. Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ. Romans 6.6 6 says our old self was crucified with him. Colossians 2.20 says you died with Jesus. This old unregenerative heart, the old self, it's, crucif- it's so essential, so, so, so powerful to the gospel message that we don't hear very much taught that Paul spent so much time writing about it. And he repeated it again and again and again, like in every single book. The old you no longer lives. The old heart no longer is there. The new you now lives. How? By faith in Jesus. The old heart was taken to the cross. It was crucified. It was buried. The new you longs to live in dependence on Jesus. You have an obedient heart that is made new. So the next time that temptation comes, the next time... That lure of pornography comes. I can't think of a more freeing message. My heart is made new. That's not who I am anymore. I've been told that maybe. I'm sure my mind is believing that. There's some lying beliefs there. But but the other good news of the gospel, the other half of the gospel, is that you died with Jesus and you have a new heart. I don't really want that. I think I want to go after that. I, I've been told that's who I am. I've been told that that's what I want. I've been told that i am got a wicked and deceitful heart, but that's not me anymore. I have a new heart, I have a new spirit. His spirit lives in me. The power of Christ, his life in me is now my life. I've been made brand new. That is transformational. Because then the next time that lustful thought comes at you, the next time that temptation of pornography comes at you, you can actually say, my heart doesn't want that. You've been told you do want it. But you don't. You've been told that you this is just who you are, that, that you've got to clean your heart, you've got to purify your heart, but you don't. We don't hear this enough. We need to hear this. I encourage you to read about this. I encourage you to, to, to dis- have the Spirit of God to discern this in you because... Can you try, I'm going to leave you with this question. What would, it, what would it look like if you could trust that your heart is good 
and that that is what's most true about you. I know what you did five minutes ago. I know that the behaviors aren't always displaying that. I know your emotions are up and down all over the place. But Jesus Christ, at salvation, when you invited him in and you said, I need you, Jesus, he came in and he cleaned house. And he doesn't live in a dirty, wicked place. He lives in you. And guess what? That means he gave you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. He took out the old stony, stubborn heart, and he gave you a tender, responsive heart that wants to obey him, that wants to do what he wants. You have new passions, new desires. He has put his spirit in you. And you want what God wants, and you don't want sin. Can you trust? I'm going to leave this, engage God with this today and the rest of this week. Can you trust that your heart is good? I think that's one of the core truths that we need to know in this Christian life. Something radical has changed. We've been born again. We've got the Spirit of God living in us. And then we're not dirty anymore. We're not rotten at the core of who we are. We may be acting in some ways that are not very healthy. I'm not going to deny that and say that's not a reality. But the deeper reality, the core of who you are, and when you know that, when you know what's actually happened, when you know the heart surgery has happened and God renews your mind to that, then the feelings and the response begins to transform. That's when, because I'm now believing truth. I'm be, if I'm still believing that I'm part wicked and part deceitful and part good and part bad and part old and part new, sometimes I'm going to operate out of the new and sometimes I'm going to operate out of the old. Because most of the time I still believe it's I'm the old man and the old heart and the deceitful heart. That's not me anymore. Something substantial, when you put your faith in Christ, something substantial happened to you. It changed inside of you. And I can't think of a better message for a man or a woman, even that's trapped in sexual temptation, than this new covenant, than this new heart, than this here's who you are now. That you've been made new by the Holy Spirit in you, but you've also got a new human spirit yourself that's been put in there. Your heart is no longer wicked. This is not a small thing, Christian. What is true is that, that you now belong to God. You have a good heart. It's the deepest part of who you are. And you have a passion, an obedient heart. You have a passion that are His passions. You love Him. Because you've been made obedient from the heart and you don't want to sin. I don't care whether you did, you looked at porn and masturbated five minutes ago, 15 minutes, last night, whatever. Here's what God says about you and will can you trust it to be true? That you have been made pure and clean, that you've been given a new heart, that you are without stain and blemish, that you are the righteousness of God, that Christ lives in you. The old man has been crucified with Christ, that your heart is alive to God, Romans 6, 11. That you are a new man. You have a good and noble heart. Can you dare trust that? Because you are freer than you know. You are newer than you know. You are better off than you even know. And I know we've been focusing on the... on. You've been focusing on the behaviors. You've been focusing on the feelings. But there's a place you can live from. Let's deep within. The deepest part of you, the truest part of you, that you have a new heart. That you're alive to God. That you're dead to sin. And I know the question may come, well, and that's, that's really good, but what about, 
when I still feel controlled by this lust and porn? Well, we're going to go into that a little bit next time. Because I know the temptation is still strong. I know the allure is still there. But you've got to know at the core. You've got to, we've got to start with the foundation. We've got to know who we are and what, what has happened to us. This heart surgery has already taken place. There's nothing that you need to do to get any cleaner, purer, newer. Our new hearts are alive with the very life of God beating in us. He is in us. Our new hearts are good hearts. Know that today. Believe that today. Embrace that today and allow that from what is in your heart to renew your mind. It goes from your heart to your head, not your head to your heart, but from your heart to your head that this is true. You have a God-given desire that's springing from this God-given new heart. You want something more than that next pleasurable thing that you have been pursuing. There's something deeper within you that you want more because God's given you a new heart and that's the deepest core of who you are. And that will always be true whether you act on it or not. But next time we're going to talk a little bit more now about how we can now live from this new heart. So thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, please reach out to us if you have any questions. If you'd like to go on your own freedom journey, uh, we do offer one-on-one coaching and counseling. Uh, uh, please reach out to us. There'll be uh, a way to contact us in the description. And as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.